Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Bonafide Talk. This is Brian Edwards. I will be the MC today. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Blake Manzer and Cameron Campbell. Do note, um, there's only three of us tonight. Um, Garrett decided he's got uh, some family stuff going down in Mississippi, so didn't make for, didn't make sense for him to be here tonight. So I will be uh, trying to take over the MC role for tonight. We'll see how this goes uh, for two reasons, one of which Garrett being out. And then also, you'll notice my audio is probably a little better. I want to go ahead and show off my uh, my little mic for our YouTube uh, listeners, but uh, pretty cool little thing. About fifty bucks sits on the end of my uh, desk, and as Cameron and Blake can attest, uh, my sound doesn't sound like shit anymore. Sounding good. Yeah, it sounds sounding good. good. Great investment. Um, We're upgrading, leveling up. BFT's constantly oh, yeah. leveling up. Cool. So without uh, further ado, we're gonna get into our drinking on segment. Um, I mixed it up this week, so uh, Cameron will get into this a little later, but we had a birthday party for Reed Bowman, one of our loyal listeners, turned 22, big uh, bladed uh, shout out to Reed Bowman's birthday, but all that to say, and I've talked about this before in previous segments, but I, uh, I treated myself this weekend and picked up the Bud Light mix pack, and that came with the lemonade. Hands down, one of the best beers on the market right now. Tastes fucking amazing. It's still kind of beer. It's not the seltzer bullshit, um, but it tastes like a lemonade. Interesting. So it's not a seltzer lemonade like the Trulies? It's different? No, it is a ale intertwined with um, a real lemon peel. So think of it like a... um, Like if Blue Moon was mixed with lemonade instead of like an orange peel and they, they have orange too um but yeah so does it taste it. similar to blue moon like can you tell that it's definitely a beer or yeah yeah you, you know it's a beer um it's just like switch out orange with a like a lemon it's kind of okay. like it's very similar to um blue moon to be honest where did you but, get that i wish i could have had one Remember oh, we yeah, went in there to the fridge? Early. Yeah, dude, all my yep. beers were snagged at Reed's. I went <laughs> back in there. I definitely, because I took a 12-pack, and I definitely did not drink nearly 12. And I went back in there, and they're all gone. All the beers are gone. Brian tried not gonna to share. I sucked down like three or four years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of beer did you bring, Cameron? Dude. I took a little, Make a uh, yeah, little, some mommies. Took some mommies over to Ryan's, and, uh, only drank maybe you know six or so of them half they're tall boys though so you know it was a good night i'll get you back uh next weekend reed's talking about round two while uh the parents are still away so yeah stay tuned there um further ado though is that like this this weekend or the the one after that like this weekend coming up all right down i I got a dog sit so to be determined Um, you can bring them uh, I would <laughs> I'm just not. kidding. Fuck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, Blake, what you got? All right. So I had to, I had to return to my white girl roots t- 
today, and I went back to the Truly Lemonade. Specifically nice. Mango one. Still Lemonade. Nice. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like a mango lemonade. Dude, I love these things. They, you know, if I'm not feeling like a beer, I'm going with the Truly. Call They're me really white good. girl if I want. You know, maybe if they come out with a pumpkin spice one, I might get it. Who knows? You know? That would be ass. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Lemonade. <laughs> This is very good though. I, I I do like those. Yeah, these are pretty good. Uh I'll have pumpkin me. spice Starbucks. Nope. Uh not good. I have not. Good. I honestly don't. I'm not like I'm really not a fan of any of like the fall themed drinks or like many of the fall themed foods. I, I like some pumpkin stuff. And yeah. some like pies, like a good pumpkin pie. Yeah, I mean pumpkin, pumpkin bread. Okay, but, yeah, pumpkin bread. See, my mom used to make these things, uh, like, instead of, it was just, like, this pumpkin bread kit. Instead of making bread, she would make uh, chocolate chip cookies out of the pumpkin bread, and those were always really good. Oh, shit. Ooh. Actually, yeah. that's not good. So, yeah. Really good. So, yeah. Not, haven't had the pumpkin spice latte or anything like that. What are you drinking on, Cameron? I got a nice glass of water, uh, or a Yeti full of water. Um, like I said, drank a few beers over at Ryan's this week at Reed's, uh, Reed's party. Happy birthday, Reed. Um, had a great time and I'm just trying to get to my September goal, my, uh, fitness goal. So I'm just sticking to water tonight. Not trying to drink multiple times a week. Still trying to recover. All right. No, no, I, I was good. I had a glass of water in the morning. I, uh, I don't really get hangovers like what I've mentioned before. So I was good. Bullshit. No recovery. You know, a little exercise in and it's all fine. That's a great trait to have, no hangovers. I've ever since sophomore year of college, dude, I I get deathly hangovers. I've had a three day hangover before. No joke. If I if I drink too much in a night, I'll probably I'll have a three day hangover. Dang. It's not fun. So lucky you, Cameron. Yeah, that doesn't sound lucky. Fun. You. So, mm-hmm. um, speaking of Reed's party this past weekend, fun time. Um, definitely a different assortment of people there. You know, uh, shout out AJ Sweet. I know he's uh, one of our listeners too. Saw him for the first yeah. time in uh, in a while in person, so that was cool. Good catching up. Um, yeah. yeah. Then some of uh, Connor's friends, you know, John Holmesy, Brett. They both. Uh, are also listeners um so shout out there you know um cool to see just a different group of people than you know it's been years for some of those um but anyway so that got us talking um tonight we kind of coined this segment memory lane so what we're going to be uh covering here is the difference between high school parties and then college parties so there's a lot to unpack here and unravel um but when i think back to high school um one word comes to mind if you're talking about parties and it's obviously bowman's where we were this weekend (laughs) granted it's not how it used to be it's always different uh people grow up some people move away some people never come back um but bowman's is always there and always has been it's been some uh great memories from high school and uh Y'all want to just kind of reflect on what you think the best party we ever had at that house was? Ooh, man. <laughs> I'm going to probably say 
junior prom is probably the biggest and best overall of, of all of them. Is, uh, that was a good one. I is think. that the one, Blake, me and you, like, went over to set up so we didn't go to prom that year? Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, remember we, we took pictures with, like, with Ryan beforehand with, with his date, and then they all went off to prom. <laughs> we just kind of, like, yeah. I think we just, like, hung back and played Xbox while they were all at prom until the party started <laughs> up. No, I think we were prepping, dude. You remember when we uh we stayed up maybe, like, the night before? Because, yeah, prom would fall on a Saturday. So that Friday night, we... um painted that badass uh pong table like 2015 yeah. or something like that the yeah. white on gold was that like, that we night? Went hard for uh prepping there that was the friday night before oh you and know it was saturday right. yeah dude we we used to go hard on prepping up for those parties setting up like setting up lights in the barn literally building tables and, and painting them because we knew that yeah we needed somewhere to play beer pong yeah, yeah, that was or fun. yeah, because the ping ball. pong table got broken. Thanks, Levi. <laughs> we need to get him on too. I, I think it was a mixture of Levi, John Moyer, and I'm pretty sure uh, Campbell Reed jumped in there at some point. Yeah, I think a lot of people <laughs> jumped on that table. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned beer pong, uh, Cameron. We were playing some Saturday night. I think that was the first mm. time and. I don't know, dude, six months to a year that I'd played beer pong. But yeah, same. So we were talking about like college parties, too. So one of the fads that came up, this was probably like my junior year and senior year. The kids started playing beer die. So I think what we could do right here is maybe power rank beer die, beer ball and beer pong. What do you all think? Uh, well, first, I think so. I think everyone knows what beer pong is but let's explain what beer die and beer ball are because i i know a lot of my friends that i made up here have no idea what the hell uh beer ball is i've had to show it to them mm -hmm. um but yeah so all right so obviously beer pong you got the cup set up uh in, in some sort of arrangement and you try to make it until you know you finish all the other team's cups beer ball is um on the same sort of table it's you and a and a partner and so you and your partner each have a drink on your uh two corners of the table and you're playing against uh, another you know, set of people with their drinks on, on their edge of the table. And so like, so let's say uh, me and Cameron were partners in beer ball and Brian and, and Garrett, hypothetical Garrett in this situation, were partners. So um, if, if uh, me and Cameron started out with a ball, let's say that I, I throw it, I try to either physically hit either uh, Garrett or Brian's beer can with the ball and if it hits, it's obviously going to bounce off. And as soon as it bounces off, Cameron opens his beer and starts starts chugging it until either Brian or Garrett get the ball and touch it to the table. That's when Cameron would stop, and you and you just rotate through, um, you know, for for each turn. And so this is where beer ball is a little bit different from other games. You the goal in beer ball is for your team to finish your drinks before the other team does. Whereas obviously in like beer pong, the other team if they're losing, they're drinking more than you are. So that's where it's a little right. bit confusing, but it's it's so much fun. Yeah, and sounds then, like a lot more skill, a lot more uh, strategy too. Yeah, you, know, you got to be fast at drinking. You got to be fast at moving around, picking up that ball, putting it back on the table. And you also can't – Speed. You're not going to have like one team running the table the whole night because after like five games of, uh, of beer ball, you know, you've each chugged at least five beers – 
So, you know, you're a, after a few more games, that your aim's not going to be as good. So true. There's a there's a wrench into the system. So, do y'all have a good grasp on beer die? Because I sure as hell don't. I know it's played with glasses, right? No, not at least not the way I've played no. it. Okay. Cameron, have you played Beard Eye? No. Um, so Beard Eye is it's also on like a, a ping pong table or something, same type of table that you would play beer pong on. But um, man, I, I also I don't like fully remember, but at least the way I remember it is you. So it's like same thing. You it's you and a partner against another person and his partner, his or her partner. And you, you have to throw up a physical, like, six-sided uh, die in the air. And so if you got to throw it up, and it's got to hit the table and bounce off. And uh, when it hits the table, the other team has to physically catch it. Um, but if it hits the ground, then you either get a point or... A point. Yeah, I think it's a point system. It's one point. Yeah, it's a point system. And then, like, say somebody like kicks it right oh so yeah say you... i like i threw it and it hit the table but then blake kicked it up and grabbed it then that's like three points right or some shit like that yeah it's something like that man this is where we need reed because he uh, i the only place i ever played beard eye was at reed's fraternity house and i know he loved that shit um <laughs> yeah but yeah it's it's still really fun I, I wish i remembered all the details but hmm. yeah i'll go ahead and power rank my okay. personal opinion so one and two really depends on like the scenario and how like packed you know the environment is but say you have a relatively like open space beer ball is number one hands down all the time uh the second would be uh beer pong just because it's it's a classic game um and then beer die I never really got into that shit i thought it was kind of stupid but <laughs> ouch <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it definitely depends on the scenario, who you're with. I think if I was, like you said, in a less crowded, more open space with maybe the boys, a bunch of a bunch of the boys that are all competitive, then I'd be more wanting to play beer ball. Uh, and then if it was just like casual party, you know, you can you can have a conversation while playing beer pong. There's no yeah. running around. There's just just taking your shot and then waiting for the next team to shoot. Uh, so it's casual and it's good for those kind of parties. You can play a lot easier to play with girls, you know, understand the rules a little simpler. So, mm -hmm. but if it's the boys, then, you know, I'm not being sexist or anything, but <laughs> I think Blake's got a grid. Like, oh, that was just really funny bad. the way you said it. <laughs> no, but no, but yeah, if you want to, you know, play against girls, play with a girl on your team. I mean, it's just, everyone can understand the rules. Like, it's just common. I mean, somebody that's yeah, somebody that hasn't played before can just come up and just play. Right. Yeah. So it's not like yeah, having to figure out all the rules and having to be quick about it. Like the space too is a big thing, how crowded it is. Right. But yeah, I put I put beer pong number one personally, just for that reason. You play it more often, more people. What's two and three? Uh beer ball. And then like Brian said, I haven't played beer die and those rules sound like I'd rather just play something else. <laughs> it's it's definitely fun once you get into it. I just I haven't played it that much, uh, but okay. I, I'd probably have to go with the same ranking: beer pong first, beer ball second, beer dive first. Maybe my younger years when I was more agile, 
uh, I'd, I'd, I'd put beer ball at the top, but I've gotten old and slow. Joints are starting to hurt. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so you have Bowman's parties back in high school where you're playing games like that. I mean, college, you also have some of the tailgating activities that bring in uh, that type of stuff. But what I think... I enjoyed most about college was the away games. So if you go to a university like Georgia, obviously SEC football, um, you get the opportunity, at least I did those for me, four and a half years. uh, So I got five seasons to really go and experience like other college towns for a weekend. So for example, I know... Blake, you went, Cameron, I think you went to Auburn at least once. Um, yeah. Ole Miss, I went, oh, shit, uh, LSU, Alabama, Kentucky. Never went to Tennessee, kind of wish I did. Uh, South Carolina, but just, like, getting the different experiences there was cool shit to me. And, you know, having a team to rep, going into an away game environment, um, experiencing a new you know kind of scene all together that was just cool as shit to me and that's something like high school obviously you have like the high school football games but like it's not like an enterprise level like it is in college but i don't think i could ever you know say i liked one over the other like high school versus college parties just because they're so different like that'd be i don't know what they say comparing apples to oranges or Bud light lemonade to um blue moon orange (laughs) just uh, it doesn't tee up yeah they've definitely got their their pros and cons uh i know so for those of us or for those of us who are listening and didn't know us in high school I, i feel like we had a um a different a different path than like most you know, quote unquote, high school kids, because we did have we did have a place like Ryan Bowman's house where we could just like let loose um, and just, you know, had had like a wide open backyard uh, with his barn and, you know, had the resources to get basically as much alcohol as we wanted, um, which, you know, looking back, especially talking to some of my friends that I've made uh, in college and here, a lot of people definitely didn't grow up with that as their um, their high school life. So there was, I mean, uh, the parties at Ryan's house, uh, definitely, they were, they were wild, par- I think partially because, you know, um, it, it we were just letting loose for a week, for a weekend. It was more special than, like, you know, drinking in college. Everyone does it, so, you know, it, 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 that kind of becomes the norm, whereas in high school, you know, everyone talks about it in school. We, we got to, like, keep it hush-hush from the teachers. We had, like, a little list, uh. and, and you felt so exclusive when you, when you were on that list, like... It, it was like typical like high school buzz, um, which you know gave it its own special thing. But then in college, obviously, like you know the the magnitude of the parties uh, was just so much bigger. Like um, you know all, all all the parties I went to at your fraternity house, Brian, were just you know a lot of times you would have like a, a band there if it was like for this uh, your spring party, your spring band. Um, mm-hmm. You know tons tons of alcohol uh plenty of people just coming in and out then we had like downtown athens to go to like right afterwards so you know that those were for sure fun um but you know just didn't know as many people there as i as i obviously did like back um back at ryan's parties so it's just it's different there's pros and cons to both yeah 
Yeah, unlimited resources in kind of both respects, honestly, for us, because like you said, we had access to really get as much alcohol as we wanted. Um, yeah. Shout out to Ryan's uh, fake IDs with the newspaper tape overs. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, yeah, beer's cheap enough to where everyone throws in like five, ten bucks and you get a couple 30 packs and, and of just cheap, just natty or Bud Light and you just, we're good. Man, we're that, good. that was the worst. I mean, it was kind of fun uh, scrounging together, uh, you know, enough alcohol to drink before one of those parties. But it was always so stressful if you were the one who was, like, responsible for going out and getting it. Because, like, you know, us three, none of us cared what we wanted. We were like, yeah, Bud Light, Natty, whatever. Just get a- as much beer as you can possibly get. And then, you know, right. if you had some girls trying to get some beer, they're like, oh, um, I- I'd like a Red's Apple Ale or no. Can I can I get uh, some uh, a bear- <laughs> one bottle of Barefoot wine? Give me this. They were always, like, so specific. And when you're eight, 18, you're trying to be as inconspicuous as possible. Like, I remember, like, I I would always – all I wanted was, like, one 30-pack in my hand, put it on the counter, you know, quickly show my ID, get out of there. But if I had, like, you know, a two 24-packs of, like, Bud Light and then, like, four Locos and, like, all this random stuff in my other hand, it's, like, it's harder, it's harder to, like, carry out of the store. And the guy – like obviously the guy knows that I'm not gonna be drinking like some white Zinfandel thirteen dollar bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got like a twenty four pack of Bud Light over here. Yeah, so <laughs> But when it worked out, you can't tell me being like a seventeen year old pulling up to the party with two thirty packs of Bud Light, you don't just feel like a badass like I, I am the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I and am the list. <laughs> <laughs> that was a problem is, you know, you always like to be the one bringing alcohol because there's always going to be those people that don't bring any. Oh, yeah. And they're, yeah, sure. you got to you gotta have extra. <laughs> Just like I talked about for this last party, even then. <laughs> <laughs> Not just high There's school. a lot of beer there, too. I was surprised. And then there was, somebody's dude, drinking all it, gone. Like, How many people uh, were there this weekend? At yeah, for like 20, 25. Hmm. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah, nothing like the yeah. old Ragers. What do you think, Cameron? What would, uh, how would you compare the uh, the parties we went to in college uh, or even just like, well, yeah, the parties we went to in college versus in high school? Yeah, just hugely different. I mean, high school, we had a couple big Ragers. Like I was, I was going to say, what do you think the biggest uh, party of Ryan's was like person-wise, like number of people? I remember there was a... Oh, like physically the the number of people there? Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. we would always count for whatever reason every party. And I think the first few were, were like between 50 and 60. And then once word, like word got out to the other surrounding high schools in the area. And like all these random people that we didn't know started showing up. Because like, oh, I want to I wanna go to Bowman's parties. And like some of the acquaintances that we had who were friends with those people just like invited them yeah all the other grades just like we yeah. were juniors oh, yeah, when rate, we first started those too. so the seniors we had a good relationship with some sophomores would come like people from other schools but it even like 100 150 like do you think it ever got that big i don't know about 150 i, I think no. 120 was the max i remember Dude. uh i think it was it was the halloween party our senior year of high school um that's when like a bunch of kids from sequoia started showing up you remember yeah. that? Um, which uh, that was, was just so a, a, another. My mom made me come home. Oh <laughs> shoot, Brian! I forgot you. 
Dang, I forgot you weren't there. For that. <laughs> the only one I missed. But no, dude, I remember like waking at at one point in the middle of the night. Like we we had counted. I think me and Ryan counted. We we got to like 120 something people. And Ryan, Ryan would always just get so stressed out during during those parties because they were at his place. <laughs> so yeah. he, he and like you know, obviously his parents would get pissed if things got broke, which inevitably happened with that many people there. But I just remember waking up the next morning and lit, like the entire backyard was just filled with cars. Like I had to go somewhere that next morning, and I I physically like could not leave because there was just like too many cars blocking me. And I, I'm pretty sure there was cars like parked in, down in the driveway too. So like I just physically couldn't couldn't leave. It was and that was the yeah, was it was your only... Eagle Scout project? Yeah, dude, I had to get up and go do some for my Eagle Scout project. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go. Do? I thought about just running home. I mean, I've done that before. Just fucking sprinted home from Ryan's place. I was about to get up and do that. <laughs> what is the context? I forget when you did that. Yeah. didn't Brett did pick you, you up one time no oh my god this i forgot about this you this is such a funny oh, I remember this. so <laughs> it was this wasn't even a party we were just uh i remember me daniel albors and i think i think i think it was just me and albors were over at ryan's house one night uh so it was a, just us two hanging out with like ryan and reed um and him and i like we camped out in the backyard and for whatever reason we decided that we like i had a tent i'm like hey let's let's just camp out in ryan's backyard and he didn't want to do that anymore so he like he he left in the middle of the night uh while while we were sleeping in the tent i'm like fuck you i'm just gonna stay here so he he like got up like really early in the morning daniel raffle came and drove him home ryan and reed were at like football practice or something so it was literally me there by myself with no car or any means to get home and so i'm just like I'm not just gonna sit around here with my thumb in my ass waiting for waiting for people to show up. So I'm just I'm just like I, I just run home. It's what like five miles away. It's not that far. And I make it to five your miles. I make it to your neighborhood, Brian. And I'm the running. The way you went was ridiculous. Well, so I didn't I didn't. This is gonna be hard to explain for those uh, who are listening who aren't familiar with Canton. But there's like a normal way that you would go, which is much shorter, like a mile or two, versus the way that I went, which is like down a bunch of back roads through, through a random neighborhood, um, which is the way that I Why went. Why is that? But I chose not to go down the main road because I didn't want uh, <laughs> Ryan and Reed to see me running along the side of the road on their way back from football practice because their 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 parents were driving them at the time, so I didn't want them to like see me running down the road and be like. What the hell are you doing? Why are you running <laughs> home right now? So I took some back roads and I made it like I made it probably like two thirds of the way home. And then our friend uh, Brett and Williams and Sydney Gillett like passed by me. And as soon as they passed, I'm like, hey, look, that's that's Bretton. And then I see them like pull off to the side and like back up. They're like, yo, what are you doing? Do you need to ride home? <laughs> and I'm like sweating my ass off. I'm like, yes, please. Can, can you just drop me off? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. If you would have just run along the main road, then maybe it would have been Ryan and them. They would have just taken you home. Yeah, but then or that would have been embarrassing. Why? Their parents Why? Been embarrassing like, me picked up my friends. What what are you doing? Why are you running why are you running away from our house? <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. That's it smells. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh. Yeah. Good times though. Got yeah. some exercise. Nice. Um, so what was I saying? The difference, um, the difference in the party. So yeah, yeah, like 
most like high school parties are a lot smaller you know they're not like 120 people um and then in college like every weekend is like kind of a party but it's, but it's different you have somewhere to go and and legally drink like in a bar even if you're underage but it's not like you know you're worried about parents or or cops coming in that was always a thing on like high school parties you're worried about the cops uh if the parents are out of town or you're worried about just the parents getting upset if they're in town like you're always worried about something but it's so yeah, fun though yeah true true a little, a little edgy Ooh, yeah it's illegal dude i remember running from a couple houses <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> cop lights and in the, in the coming through the windows was just bolt <laughs> um but but yeah so like college it's just like free gaming is almost like a mini party and then you go and then you go downtown like athens um for us and and you just have bars but if you if you're like at a even parties i would go to like fraternity parties like at some point everyone's just like all right we're going downtown for at least like an hour or two yeah you know so that was always part of the night in college was going downtown um and then you know, or just coming back in like a post post game party it's just like every weekend in college but in high school it's much more rare thing and uh and like i said it had that that uh edge to it that that higher sense of risk like much mm-hmm. more risky thing we're doing here so well dude i don't know how so with COVID right now, I uh, so I was looking up at property in Yona this weekend, and then one of my friends who was our president at the time um, was at his Yona property, and then we had some uh, fraternity events going on at the property this weekend, and so I just stopped by. I was like, yo, what's going on? Uh, caught up with him and then some of the younger kids, and the current president, so this kid would be two years younger than me, was saying how now in Athens, they shut everything down, like downtown at 1130. So uh, this kid specifically, y'all remember the Fred building, he actually he lives in my room. Uh, I handed it down to them. And so dude, they have just been getting sloshed up at the Fred, like that's all they do. Like you go to downtown to 11 30 and then the real like party starts and it's 11 30 oh God so you start off time. downtown and then come back mm-hmm. interesting because they open up at like nine they close at 11 30 because all the covid shit um yeah i don't know if i would like that i i don't maybe i would i don't know i don't i always enjoyed uh whenever i was hanging out at your place coming either you know before we went downtown or afterwards like those are always some some of the best times just like hanging out in your apartment doing stupid shit throwing christmas ornaments at each other (laughs) (laughs) that was fucking awesome dude (laughs) yeah but it it definitely i'm sure that would get old after a while like every yeah i mean at a certain point in college it's almost like every night you're you're drinking and it's it's a it's a different dynamic if you're going downtown because there's always something new. But if you're doing it in the same spot every night, you know, it's. I'm sure that would get old. And you're just living in filth, dude. Like I, yeah. I like having the separation of like my house, my bed, like where I sleep, and you know, spend my 
sober moments, not partying. <laughs> like I like the separation there. Right. And I never got that in college because I went from the dorms, fraternity house to the Fred building, which is essentially a glorified bachelor pad fraternity house type thing. And it was just to say I love having my own room and house now that I can separate that. Um, not that I'm going out every weekend anyways now, uh, post-grad life, but it was a lot, dude. I didn't fucking sleep either. That feels like a lifetime ago, just like one, one, one and a half years ago to now. How much things yeah. have changed? kind of sucks, too. So another thing he was telling me is for the football games this year, every senior got one football ticket. They got one ticket to, like, various different games. That would Damn. fucking suck, dude. That I does suck. I would be suck. so pissed. My senior year, like, man. Cool. I'm just, I'm just glad I'm not in college right now. I'm so glad that I graduated when I did yeah. before the shit hit the fan. Yeah. True. Same here, dude. You, you skated right out time. just in time, Brian. <laughs> Literally <laughs> just <laughs> in time. <laughs> got my job. Got the fuck out. COVID hit like two months later. Damn. I'm still Gucci. Yeah, and yeah. Garrett left because of COVID. Yeah. He's gonna stay. Yeah, man. Get an NBA, but yeah. I left well before all that. I mean, if I was in that position now, I was talking to this 20-year-old at, at my work, uh, and he's in school. He's, like, paying for it himself, and he, like, hates it now, like, especially with the virtual. He didn't like it before. But so he's, like, kind of in the position I was. So I've been trying to, like, just help him out. Just, like, like, you know, you decide, like, what you want to do and if you need that degree for it. Uh, or, you know, you could go kind of down the route I went with sales because uh, – he would be great at it, you know, and that's a good way to make money and learn business and learn other valuable skills uh, and make money instead of, you know, spending the money, paying somebody else right. for knowledge and saddling yourself with debt. Yep. Yeah. I have debt from the two years I did go. and I'm glad I didn't go another two or three and, you know, I'd yep. be double, double or more of the debt I'm already in. Yeah. I think this is a good segue too, because we're talking about, you know, college and i personally think within the next 10 years we're going to see a mass exodus uh who knows universities with the money they have and the power um there is something special about going to like sec football school i think that's always going to be attractive but i think the smaller schools dude they're going to start hurting because people are seeing like with all the resources out there um, we have on here, like reading and stuff, like it's so easy to learn new skills and go and apply them and turn that into, you know, monetary uh, wages to where I, I really would have a hard time seeing in 10 years with just the awareness of how toxic student loans are that kids still just saddle up themselves to go to like, you know, the smaller schools and whatnot. I just, I just don't see it yeah i don't know yeah i mean it's great that you got a like you got a job before everything hit like could you imagine trying to get a job right now like out of college or you know i don't know just be in a spot where you, you don't want to go back to school or you or you're just graduated and everything's so hard now and you have all that student debt and you couldn't get a job with all the debt so it's, it's good you got one before big, all the COVID hit. like what the fuck moment you know 
Yeah. I mean, Garrett, I think he was saying that he starts his job in like a year. So if he doesn't start getting paid, he's going to start having uh, like student loan payments, you know, coming in. So luckily that's deferred to like the end of the year, right? For everyone. Yeah. Um, but I got really lucky with that and uh, just all the scholarships, you know, family planning, stuff like that. Debt yeah. free out of college. Um, yeah. But yeah. Like you're in the same boat there too, right? You do loans. Yeah, thank thank God, uh, I had that Zell scholarship, um, and my parents were able to to pay my tuition, or you yeah. know, or pay for what I needed to get paid for until I started, you know, making money. The Navy, yeah, yeah, was yeah, that was huge. Fortunate uh, position there. Very grateful about that. And we were talking about you know goals last week and taking advantage of the different starting points you know people definitely don't all start from an equal standpoint but it's still like our you know duty to be aware of that and run with it um so yeah uh anyway so we're about to get too deep because we're trying to keep this uh episode light per last week we really went uh real hard <laughs> on the goals and stuff so we went down the uh, rabbit hole you fuck with yeah, uh, go check it out if you haven't seen episode 10. It's a really uh, good episode and gives you a little more in-depth uh, detail of who we are sitting here talking on these mics. But anyway, so uh, our next section we got teed up is reading. So very broad. Um, we're going to roll through this um, and state our favorite past reads. So my I can't read! I don't know how to do it. This is going to be like your business, like real cliche uh, book choice, but it truly is like powerful stuff and is a mind shift book. And Cameron, I think you probably already know what I'm about to put up here. The Rich Dad, Poor Dad. (laughs) Yeah. Robert Kiyosaki. It's just like an anecdotal, like explanation of, uh, mindset when it comes to business, investing, stuff like that, financial freedom. Um, a great segue if that's something you're interested in. Another one, too. I think this was actually the first one I read. The Millionaire Mind by Thomas Stanley. Rest in peace. I think he actually got in a car accident and died, but wow. he read a fucking really good book. Um, it just, it essentially is mindset programming on how the majority of millionaires think um granted it's not a you know one path for everybody but um it's got some gold in here too it's actually it's a pretty fat book too it's like 400 pages but yeah so maybe start with rich dad poor dad and then go to this one but in terms of favorite past reads it would be those two easy no doubt okay yeah um let's see one of my favorites uh would be how to win friends and influence people uh because that helped with my sales um and it just it gives you a lot of insight in how to deal with people and how to work with them better um you know it's not just winning winning over people for like personal gain but it's actually to you know build stronger relationships with people um so that you're you're benefiting them and and yourself and just creating more value in, in yourself and people around you. 
So uh, let's see. This, they're all kind of along the same lines, Brian's and mine. It's like just how to make yourself better and take it to the next level as far as mindset and not only mindset, but your actions. Um, another one would be the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. Um, so, so Tim's a, a guy that likes to optimize his life. And he was like in the nine to five world and, and didn't like it and talks about these different keys to, you know, either just making your existing nine to five better and maybe creating more time for yourself around it. Um, you know, being more efficient as a person so you don't have to put in, you know, as much time into stuff you don't like doing. Uh, so you have more time to spend doing the stuff you do like doing. Um, but yeah, super powerful book helps change your mindset. I'm just like, work and, and and your job and what you're going to do next uh and ideas for how to you know change your lifestyle you know if, if you want a more free lifestyle and you don't have it then just how to how to get out of that change it and then uh lastly i've mentioned this book before uh behold a pale horse this is uh by is uh, the William Kuvat. <laughs> no, I'm I'm uh, actually White Buffalo. Is my, is my name. <laughs> Not a pale horse. <laughs> uh, no, but William Cooper, uh, smart guy. Uh, he's in a lot of high up positions in our government, and he has a lot of insight. Looked into a bunch of stuff, uh, and it's just interesting his his take. And it's it's an older book. I think it's early 90s or, or mid 90s or something like that and he actually goes back and uh there's like an epilogue or some post portion that's in the book now like if you go on audible um and he like reviews some of what he said and like not necessarily corrects himself but gives goes out some other ideas that even contradict like what he said in the book um so it's it's just very insightful like that even him like with the whole conspiracy thing you know people try to act like they oh this is a like this theory is the truth and like and it, but you don't really know and that's his thing kind of is like really we really don't know because we're not the most powerful people in the world and the, yeah but the most yeah it gives you more perspective into that um but then it just makes you realize that like you know like garrett's quote from uh who was it Leonardo da Vinci, uh, like the greatest domain you'll have is that, or there's no greater or less domain dominion. than that over your dominion than that over yourself. Um, and so it kind of goes along those lines, you know, when you really think about it all, it's, it's just worry about yourself and in your community and that'll make the world a better place, you know? Like what you got? Um, so in terms of past reads, uh, pro I'm gonna go with the series. I would say the uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey series. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> Specifically, Jesus. Fifty Shades Darker. That's uh, that's, that's the blood pumping. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, like your mom listens to this, damn it. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> the Chronicles of Narnia, actually, my favorite. <laughs> Dude, Aslan's a beast. 
those were some good books, honestly. Um, anyway, what was yours? I don't know. Uh, I haven't, I haven't really sat down and and read a book in a while, other than you know the ones that we had to read in high school. Uh, and then I like, say fucking Harry Potter or some shit right now. I I literally like Brian. If you didn't say that, like the next words out of my mouth were Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly that's that's Jeez. the only like series of books i've ever read which i i freaking <laughs> love those as a kid um Other, i don't know i, man. Guess, I, I, I used know, to be really into reading word, i just i don't i kind of fell out of it and just i don't know i have trouble like sitting down and like committing myself to reading a book but i have i have been Everybody reading the does. same <laughs> yeah i haven't seen i have been reading the same book for about probably about this the past year now uh, which I really do like. I've been reading a lot more um, over the past couple of weeks, just on and off. Um, but it's How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I, I know that's that's on like a lot of people's reading list, and it's so for those of you who don't know uh, what that book is, it's it's essentially about some of the the research that went on uh, into psychedelic drugs back in like the early 50s and 60s, and kind of how um, all that research, you know, it started off as like a big boom in, um, in terms of like their effect and their, their potential effect for, um, for healing people with, with all sorts of different ailments. Um, and then obviously, you know, that with the whole counterculture movement in the, in the seventies and then like the, the sweeping drug ban, um, you know, due to various different reasons, which that book kind of goes into all those were banned, but it, it, um, talks about the resurgence of of psychedelic research uh, especially in like Johns Hopkins University uh and Harvard with with the research on cancer patients and how you know uh psilocybin mainly is is the the um the drug under the most research right now and and how it can alleviate some of the um the near death anxiety that people with terminal cancer have um but it's 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 real interesting talking about how how those drugs affect the human mind even after like you know one one session some of the the lasting benefits they have on people and it goes in goes into a lot of the the neuroscience behind uh, those things which I for those for those of you for those of you who know me you probably know that I'm I'm like pretty into psychology and like how the how the brain works so that kind of stuff really really piques my interest and that's that's what I've been reading for like the past year. <laughs> Can you touch on like what is it? Alpha brain is that called a nootropic? Yeah. And so that's... what your thoughts are on that? Like, is it worth the what sixty bucks a month or whatever it costs? Um. Okay, so that's that's definitely a different thing than a psychedelic. Uh, a nootropic essentially just it's it's like a vitamin for your brain. Just helps you think better. Um. Personally, I I take alpha brain every day. Um, I know it, it helps me in my job and getting, getting up in front of students and having to teach it, it just kind of helps me think clearer, um, explain my thoughts more clearly. Um, and you know, if, if you're, if you don't really have the 60 bucks, if you don't have the 60 bucks a month to put away towards something like that, then no, it's probably not worth it. It's not like a huge benefit. Um, but personally, for me, uh, I think it's worth it because I, I do notice a slight benefit. And, you know, if I if I don't like if I run out of alpha brain for for a couple of days or so, I'll kind of um, I'll start to like I'll notice some some differences in the way Dumb that I dumb. think. And 
yeah, not not really numb, just just slower than normal. Not as not as clear. So. A little so, retarded. Uh, well, I always feel a little retarded, but I feel super retarded <laughs> without my alpha brain. So, is it something like once you start taking it, you need to keep taking it, or is it something I could do like, oh, hey, I know this week at work is going to be really stressful or involved. Like, I'm going to take it this week. Like, can you pick and choose? Yeah. Or is it something like once you get on it, you're like, all right, I have to keep doing it. No, it's it's like I said, you don't. It's not like uh, ADHD medicine where you know you definitely know when you're on it. Um, it just I don't know, it gives you a little bit of a boost. So you know, it, I know a lot of people they'll they'll do exactly what you just said. They'll use it for you know uh, if they're going into a scenario, maybe you have like a presentation or you know something you got a um, some sort of project that you're working on. You need maybe a little extra boost. Um, and then, you know, your normal day-to-day operations, you're, you're not taking out for brain. So it's just, it's like a, it, it literally is just a vitamin for your brain. Um, kind of helps speed up, speed up the processing speed of your brain. Um, so, and last question, is it just like a cognitive enhancer or is it when you say vitamin, like something like has long-term good health benefits? Both. Yeah, so they're just, you know, um, we all know that uh, various vitamins and supplements are good for our overall health, um, just like your, in terms of your, your body and just the way that um, you feel in general. But a nootropic is something that, you know, helps you think clearer in the short term. It's good for like short term benefits, but it's also good for the long term. You know, what it does is, uh, so quick psychology lesson, your brain operates on um, neurotransmitters, which transmit information from synapse to synapse. And that's, you know, basically how thinking, uh, how thinking works. And, you know, the, um, the more uh, synapses you have firing in your brain, the more learning you're doing. So it just kind of, it, it heightens that process. It gives your brain the fuel that it needs to, to think more clearly. And that's basically what, what alpha brain or really any nootropic does is it just, you know, it, it enhances that process. Yeah, so, it, it has like, a lot of natural ingredients that, like, you might not find in your everyday foods. You know, there's a lot of stuff that can that can go towards making you think better, and your diet is one of them. But I think some of the stuff in there is pretty pretty uncommon in most people's diets. Yeah. You know, and especially in the, uh, the standard American diet, the SAD diet. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, so... It like Blake said, it's just a little supplement to to uh, get those synapses firing. Cool. I think that was a productive little tangent. So it's something I've been thinking about for a while. I, I don't think I can afford it right now because I, as you know, live uh, low means, kind of strapped. But I would definitely recommend I will it. Consider like uh, I know yeah. you've done shoot uh, that that first form like monthly yeah, vitamin yeah. pack. It's, mm-hmm. it's basically like that, um, you know, just, just an added supplement. Um, if you do supplement, it's, it's something that if you can't afford it, I would recommend, you know, adding that to your, right. your daily routine. Yeah. I'd probably start with spending the extra money towards just your diet, you know, cause yeah. some people just don't right. spend that money and they might try and eat cheap and just like end up eating fast food and stuff. Probably put it first towards like getting your diet right and all that stuff and then you know if you want that extra 
extra, extra. Right, right. And yeah. you get, then you go get something like Alpha Brain for sure. Interesting. So uh, progressing in our segment, what are y'all currently reading? So Cameron, you want to start us off on that one? Currently, I'm really enjoying, and I, I've listened to this before, but I didn't listen to it, um, you know, as intently. Uh, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Uh, mm -hmm. the, I've been listening to it and like, if I don't, if I didn't like hear something, you know, if my mind wanders and I didn't, you know, catch it thoroughly, then I'll go back and like re-listen to that section. Like I have fully understanding and like listening to everything. And it's just amazing. Like it's a, there's so many different, you know, things you can put into practice um, and do. And the principles are just amazing. You know, I like to be, I like to try to be a, somebody that lives by principles and like, you know, specific things, whether it be spiritual, religious, or, or just moral, you know, try to try to stand by my principles. And these are just helping me, you know, realize some more, like these are principles I need to implement into my life. And that, I mean, they're, they're real, no matter what, if I implemented them or not, but that they, they could just change a lot, you know, make me a more effective, I mean, exactly like the title says, a more effective person, seven habits of highly effective people. So I'm really loving that right now. Like, what, what was I listening to today? Like, I was just cutting the grass uh, and listening to it uh, on Audible. And what were they talking about? He was, uh, I can't quite remember what I listened to today. But anyway. You need some alpha brain. You good. <laughs> what is that? Uh, what's he got on deck? Hmm? What are you oh, trying to read next? next book? Um, I'm going to reread something that I, I've also listened to before is uh, a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. So, you know, I have a lot of ideas uh, about like who I want to be and, and what I should be doing. Um, and that's what uh, seven habits of highly effective people can help point out to you. Like there's different exercises early on of like writing down, you know, what you want in your life, kind of like what we talked about last episode life goals and stuff you know who you want to be uh and then that's you know what drives your decision making and stuff but also something i have trouble with that i've just realized again this month with just these three simple little goals of you know getting down to 195 reading three books and doing four you know creating four different projects or things for myself or people around me um is uh, sometimes you just don't have the habit of doing what you need to do. You know, like we said last week, you know, with that bodybuilder rep, uh, example, Blake was giving us is, you know, it's just these things, you don't need motivation to do them every day. You really just need them to be a habit to do it every day. Uh, and I've listened to this book before and it's been really good. And I've tried implementing and have implemented some of the stuff I heard in the book before. Um, but I think just going back and really going through everything, you know, it says like, you know, have exactly what you're going to do after the next thing, like prepared, like a time, like the habit is there. When I wake up, I immediately do this. And then when I'm done doing that, I go to that. Uh, and just right. creating habits in your life can really change. So change you as a person. So I'm going to reread that book next. Uh, 
or re-listen to that. So I kind of I like separate my stuff into like audible and reading, like physically, mm-hmm. my eyes reading, reading. Um, and so the other book I'm reading, I talked to you about this a little bit at uh, at Reads this this weekend. It was the Enneagram, uh, mm-hmm. almost uh, like a personality type thing, but it's it's pretty old and there's a lot of wisdom in there about psychology and stuff like like how people grew up you know how they act in different situations you know whether and there's like nine numbers and everybody has you know a main number and then you have wings to your numbers you could be like a eight with some three or whatever but as you read it it makes more sense and it just helps you understand people on a on another level of like you know what they do how they react you know whether because they are who they are right so they're either going to react in a healthy way or an unhealthy way or just kind of like a just a mediocre way so it goes through like how different people act um you know whether if they're being healthy and they're this type of person and they you know just one of them is a perfectionist so there's like a healthy perfectionist that has like control over their perfectionism and like who they are and then there's unhealthy ones who like aren't in control of it and they maybe talk to people in bad unhealthy ways and they're you know they need everybody else around them to be perfect too because they they're a perfectionist or whatever so that's right. a really good read i'm about halfway through that thing um and it's it's taught me a lot just about people who they are why they do stuff and you know helps me understand people uh maybe didn't have as good of an understanding of it. and that oh that's what it was I, that just that just all clicked uh so in seven habits of highly effective people the thing i was listening to today was i think the third principle or the fourth one but um the the main point to the end of the chapter was uh seek to understand before being understood so uh and i've heard that before and that was uh this guy, this uh, prank guy on YouTube, actually. Do y'all know Ross? Ross Creations. He's really funny. You should look into him. You you probably have seen him like somewhere, Facebook, Instagram, and not and don't know who he is. Look into his YouTube, and maybe Blake, you can even pull him up for the people. Yeah, um, his name up. Yeah, so he's 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 really funny. I haven't watched him much recently um but he's really funny like just his his pranks and his his play like the way he plays words off each other and the things he does are hilarious and he, he's also just pretty insightful smart dude and that's one of the things like he puts on his merch is just like seek to understand before being understood and hmm. so i heard that before and seen it but i read that or listened to that today and in, in my book and and that that links with the enneagram is it helps you just understand people on another level um right you know before you before you you know try to be understood so that's like that's what they're saying in the book is a lot of people in conversation they're just waiting for their chance to you know talk they're either talking or preparing to talk and so a lot of people you know have to try and learn and work on you know, listening and understanding the person. And uh, 
just like you were just doing like you're you really wanted to understand this the nootropics so you're like listening asking questions asking deeper questions um so i just think that's yeah. really important there's it's something kind of I, uh, together in the books i'm reading yeah it's good uh synergy something i even thought about today it's like not directly related but you made me think of it as always being like engaged in a conversation so one of like my bosses she says um no matter what conversation or meeting you're in always try to have at least one smart uh conversation provoking thing to say just like contribute you know because nobody is really going to remember or give a shit about the person that sits through the whole meeting, doesn't say a fucking thing, and then logs off. Um, with everything today's age, everything's on Zoom, and I know even before logging on, who's going to be talking, who's going to be driving the change, the conversations, getting shit done, and who's just going to sit there in the background and not really do anything. Um, and then consulting, like you see it a lot. Um, little side tangent there but uh so blake we know what you're reading now what is something you've got on the horizon if anything i don't know so one book that i've i really wanted to read is extreme ownership by jocko willink have you guys heard of that yeah Yeah. so uh for those of you who don't know uh who jocko willink is he's a former navy seal Uh, i believe he, he was a he got out of the Navy as a lieutenant commander, so you know, fairly high up uh, in the Navy, and he, he was the commander of a SEAL team. Um, and this dude, is, he's like the definition of like... A badass. <laughs> pretty much. He's just like a super hardcore individual. Like, if you follow him on Instagram, he, like, he, he wakes up at literally 4 a.m. every day, posting a picture of his watch, um, and then like an hour or two later, there's he'll post like a puddle of sweat on the ground, because he gets up, does his morning workout and then you know and he's done by 6 or 6 30 uh ready to do what else do whatever else uh he has on the horizon while most people are still sleeping and so he wrote a book uh called extreme ownership which is really it's it's kind of like uh it's really along the lines of a lot of the books you guys have been talking about you know um ways to uh, to optimize your life for to set yourself up for success um and so it's it's all about you know taking responsibility that's a big thing taking personal responsibility um and you know acting as an individual and what he uh, based off what i've heard about the book is he uses a lot of examples from various different situations he had in his military career whether it be a combat situation where he where he had to make a decision based on that chapter or whether it was like um, some sort of training scenario, you know, he he was responsible for training um, a lot of upcoming Navy SEALs for whatever mission they were uh, gearing up for, um, and so he, he uses a lot of real world examples, and then at the end of each chapter, at the end of each chapter, he kind of summarizes it into how um, you as the reader can can use that to benefit your own life. Um, so it it centers around uh, what I personally believe in a lot is just taking personal responsibility, taking control of your own life, um, having that that internal locus of control where you're the driver of your life rather than, you know, um, blaming blaming hardships or even success on external factors. Um, 
you know, taking taking that ownership um, and using that learning learning from various different um, ups and downs in your life to to propel you right. to success. So yeah, that's that's stop what's on the horizon. Excuses. We'll yeah, stop making excuses. Um, we'll see <laughs> when I start reading that how long it's going to take me to get through it. It's taken me about a year, year and a half to to almost be done with the current book I'm reading. <laughs> Twenty minutes a day or ten pages a day, one of the two. What I what I really need to do is just I need to download Audible and just start getting books through that because I'm I'm really big into listening to podcasts in my car. Uh, to and from work and really just uh, driving around I'm, I'm pretty much always listening to a podcast so i think i think that's a good way to to absorb that information it's a lot yeah. more tangible i love podcasts i mean obviously we're on here doing one of our own now but <laughs> yeah something like there is a mind like connection of physically having a book in my hand and marking shit up uh doing the pages like i don't know if i'm I don't think I would want to cross the barriers of also putting books on my phone. I just, I don't know. I like the separation between the two. Yeah. But, um, I, I like to listen to podcasts cause I like to learn things from them. And you know, that's, that's what you read a book for is to, I mean, really there's only two True. reasons you read a book to, to send your mind to another place, kind of let your imagination run or, or learn something from it. Um, and I, I think an audible is it's, it's basically like a podcast, but you're just um, you're right. going through a book rather than listening to. It's a structured format, yeah. Yeah. Words yeah. Are... Yeah. That's, uh... Uh, seeing words and like actually seeing them, some can be easier for me to remember than just hearing them. So I definitely agree with you on that. In both situations, my mind can wander. Like if I read a word or, or I hear them say something specific, like something random. And then my mind will start wandering on like that tangent. And I have to go back and be like, all right, when I'm reading physically, like I had to be like, all right, I need to start this page over because my mind was wandering while I was reading. So, and then while I'm listening, it's like my mind went somewhere else for the past 30 seconds. I need to go back. Yeah. Rewind it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I'll, uh, I'll close out our section. What I am currently reading is uh, self storage income by AJ Osborne. I've got it on my desk at work, and I've been meaning to pick it up at lunch every day. But to be honest, I eat my food in like 15 minutes and keep working. So, uh, probably not the best healthy thing. I'm trying to reverse that a little bit, but um, so that's what I'm currently reading. What I want to read next. So, I love the business books, the mindset stuff like that. But for me. We talked about last week, you know, throwing a wrench in it, mixing it up, so I stay fresh. Um, for me, there's this uh, military thriller series. Um, they just dropped the newest book in the series. It started in like the early 2000s. The guy's still writing it. Um, it is by Brad Thor is the author. And... The newest one, I want to say it's like Death Watch. So the whole premise of it is there's this badass Navy SEAL. His name is Scott Harvath. And he just does a bunch of ridiculous shit. Like the last one I listened to, or listen, the last one I read, um, he was on the president's uh, like Secret Service detail team. And they went out to, I think it was like Vail in Colorado. It's all like, uh, based on actual places in the world, which is cool. 
granted it is fictional um but it's very accurate in terms of military strategy uh what stuff would actually look like like the author spends time um really with like the navy seals and the different people that he gets testimonials from to make it as accurate as possible um so anyways the last book was like he's on the detail team uh the president wants to go skiing at bail for like a week with his daughter uh president and his whole detail team get wiped out on some black diamond and his uh daughter gets kidnapped or some shit like that so uh really interesting fictional thriller that also has a lot of like military um like badassery in it uh which is <laughs> cool to me so um yeah that's what uh that's what's on the docket um here when i finish my self-storage book nice that is good to mix it up like that i probably should look for something like that some yeah because kind of like all something. the business stuff is like it's really good and whatnot but there comes a point where like i personally believe like you need to pick a couple different things you believe in and just stick with it and grind it out but at the same time it is like important to continually educate yourself but i just i get sometimes overwhelmed if i try to overextend and take in too much information without giving myself enough time to digest it yeah for sure i think that was my that's problem. What, probably the first time i read seven habits is i was trying to like just get through books and just mm-hmm. just read them to read them and stuff like that but now i'm really just listening to to understand and and really really get into the the intricacies of like what he what he says and stuff so but yeah fiction yeah. probably next for me too because also fictional like you're using a different part of your brain but at the same time you're you're stimulating the creative aspect like that's what i love about fictional is you're decompressing your mind you're engulfing yourself in a story and like i said it's utilizing that other side of your brain giving yourself a break and we talked we keep talking about last week but it's it's still applicable <laughs> about giving your Such brain a the break good episode <laughs> sorry yeah uh episode 10 <laughs> hit up if you haven't listened to it yet um but giving yourself a brain to your brain a break to decompress and um that way that's where the creativity comes in and the magic you know because you're not thinking actively about it and you're giving yourself like enough time and bandwidth for it to come organically so yeah um but yeah like i was saying the next book on the docket is the next book in the Scott Harvath series. It's a fictional, um, like Navy SEAL type book. Huh. There's like twenty something books. It's oh my god! But, wow. Yeah. Um. Anyways, though, so um, we're getting close to the end, Cameron. Uh, we do want to circle back, keep you accountable. So, where are you at on your goals? You got fucking what? nine mm-hmm. days left to september yeah you gonna meet it or I was, what i was thinking about that i'll uh i'll be close the fitness ones uh i'm really gonna start grinding out i've you know i've lost some weight uh, I've, I've made strides but the same reason i want to read atomic habits is like these these things aren't habits yet in my life 
like uh, working out consistently, like in the morning or something like that, isn't isn't a habit. So it's been it's been on and off with the working out, been eating better, drinking water more. You know, I got a new water filter. Have y'all heard of Zero Water? No. Great water filter, dude. Great. It's a whole nother level from Brita. Um, but anyway, I just <laughs> wait. What kind of is water that, filter is it? it like is a it like a re- stage? Is it like reverse like, osmosis? <laughs> no, oh. it's like a it's. I mean, it's same almost concept as a Brita filter. Like it's it goes through the filter, and it's but this is a five stage and not just like a one one type thing. So uh, it comes with like a a reader, like a tester. You can test the particles in your water, uh, and uh, and yeah, it always comes out to zero when it goes through the filters. That's why it's called zero water. Hmm. Um, but but anyway, just been drinking more water and stuff like that. So anyway, so down to one ninety five. I think I'll get close. I think if I get under two hundred, I'll be pretty happy. I'm at about two hundred five now. I started about two ten ish. So. I mean, we'll see. Another another nine days, I think I could probably lose close to nine pounds. So I think I can get pretty close to that one. Just don't eat anything <laughs> for nine no. days. But, I mean, I, I could do fasting. So, I mean, I want to do that at some point where I do a week-long fast. My mom did. I don't know if she did a – I think she did a weekend recently. My mom did a fast. Um, no way. And I want to. Dude, it's supposed to be so good for you. I've done it. Uh, I've done a twenty-four hour fast before. You feel yeah. It's a it's a different feeling at the end of that those twenty-four hours. Yeah, like Like when you finally eat food or um both. So um you kind of gotta like so the the way that I mean before I I actually did it like a few times while I was back in uh, back in college. I would just like fast for um a day every every couple months or so. But I was also like. Um, I was really into intermittent fasting back then, so like I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't really be, I wouldn't get as hungry as I do now when my, like I, I don't really eat on a, a set schedule like I used to. But um, so uh, there, I would always get like super hungry around like two in the afternoon, and I knew that like I just kind of had to like tell myself to like not reach for stuff in the pantry or like not go somewhere to eat because i knew that it was i knew that that was going to pass in in like a couple hours or so but once you get once you get over that hump after like 30 45 minutes um you know you just you you feel like cleaner it's it's kind of weird i feel like it's a weird way to describe it but i felt like you just feel like i don't know you don't have like something sitting in your stomach you're just your body is like it's not really the only thing is processing is I guess at that point it's processing fat or it's not processing anything. So you just feel like clean. I don't well, know. You, well, yeah, you got to have the energy. It's processing something. <laughs> yeah. I don't but, know. Yeah. But yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> once you, once you do eat something, you got, you got to make sure you don't eat like a shit ton of food. Uh, cause then like <laughs> your stomach's going to not feel good. You got to kind of ease into it and maybe eat some, some fruit or something like that. Uh, I made the mistake yeah. one time of just eating like, a big ass meal because I was like I'm so, I'm so damn hungry I'm just gonna eat everything in front of me, uh, and I it was not good afterwards. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd do that. Um, but yeah, I've done the intermittent fasting before. I really like that. Uh, I don't think I'll do it this month. Maybe next month. I want to. So like, 
just having these goals even if i don't quite reach them it's already made me like take strides to like getting more done towards them this month and i keep looking up here because they're up on my whiteboard right here (laughs) um so i'm like looking at them right now but uh it's it's helped me you know and then next month i'll be even better i think i want to do a little thing joe rogan and his boys started i was gonna so ask y'all yeah i was gonna see if y'all want to do that with me Cameron, I've tried you epically failed last year when we tried to do that. I don't trust you. I don't even, I don't even think it was last year. It was like the year before that. Yeah, I think Wasn't it was it? actually the year before. Yeah, I think yeah. it was two years ago. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Fine, and I sober. Didn't, I didn't have no the alcohol. discipline at all. No, no. Anything that like changes your state of mind. No. So the way that they do it uh, on Joe Rogan um, is like no booze, no weed, no any sorts of other drugs, which obviously for some of us we can't do like weed or other drugs um uh, no tobacco yeah well, that's illegal. i actually don't know about tobacco well i mean mainly no yeah, booze that's like the main thing there's no booze yeah. nah. and well for joe it's like no no weed or anything too it's yeah. like slightly different for each person because everyone has like their different thing that's kind of there so but i'm gonna try and do like like I need to get these habits, you know, down pat. Like I was saying, we're going to read Atomic Habits. And I want to go through, like, literally, like, no... I've been drinking coffee every day for who knows how long. I want to go no coffee, uh, you know, no booze, no no THC, no nicotine, no nothing. Like, and just drink, like, tea and water all month. So I, I think I'm going to do that. See if I can get anybody else on board. You're going to turn into a fairy. Turn it to a very. I'm not gonna go vegan. I won't do it. <laughs> That's a true yeah. fairy level. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know if, if Le- I'm gonna do level that. vegan. <laughs> you won't do a sober October. Oh wait, no. No. Wait, we're supposed to be coming up first yeah. weekend of October. Two weekends. Yeah. Oh. Never mind. Throwing that out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Already fucked. <laughs> Already <laughs> out the Oh my god, that is so I funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was I was thinking I was like there's really no reason I wouldn't want to drink or do anything, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, we're coming up to visit you, so we got to. Yeah, that's oh gonna be God. a fun weekend. We're gonna make oh, some yeah. good. We're uh, pumping out three podcasts. Some that good content. Yeah. A little Friday, Saturday, Sunday action. What is I'm that? The second. A, I'm excited for a drunk podcast. <laughs> Oh, on the yeah. flip side of sober october <laughs> yeah so, so I, uh, I might do a couple of weeks or something but yeah let's see y'all got any uh final closing words as garrett would say are your hearts and minds clear i am smiling and satisfied <laughs> and then blake says that every time <laughs> yeah. all, right. all right yes you're you're good yeah, yeah i'm good all right, Smiley appreciate y'all tuning in. This is uh, Brian Edwards from Bonafide. We got Cameron Campbell, Blake Manzer, and Garrett Lost Conspirit. See y'all. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.